Today's daf is Mem Zayin in Sukkah. We are on Mem Vav Amud Bet. Uh, we are about four lines from the bottom of the Amud, where it says Amar Av Yehuda, Poredu Av Shmuel Bar Shabbat Mishmed Rav Shmini Safek Shvi'i Shvi'i LeSukkah Shmini LeVacha. On the eighth day, which is the Safek Shvi'i, meaning in the diaspora in. Bavel or in uh, anywhere outside of Israel, um, on the eighth day of Sukkot, which is Shmini Atzeret, it's also considered Safek Shvi'i, a doubtful seventh. In other words, we treat it with respect to Sukkah as if it were the seventh day, because every day is doubled up. So we have two days of the first day of Yom Tov, and if you're counting from the first day, so then the seventh day is Hoshana Rabbah. But if you're counting from the second day, so then that means that the eighth day is Hoshana Rabbah, which is Shmini Atzeret. So what do we do? On that day, we treat it as the seventh with regard to Sukkah, but Shmini Levacha, meaning to say, Shomer Batfilah, Uberkat Amazon, Vekidush, Et Yom HaShemini, Chag Atzeret. In other words, you have to say in the Tfilah, and the Kidush, and Berkat Amazon, and so on, Shmini Atzeret, even though you're sitting in the Sukkah. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Shmini Lezevel Zeh. According to Rabbi Yochanan, there's no Sukkah on Shmini Atzeret in Chutz Haaretz. It's Shmini Lezevel Zeh. We treat it as Shmini Atzeret with respect to both. Now, Meitav, Kolei Amalap Legi With respect to sitting in the Sukkah, everybody agrees that you have to sit in the Sukkah, even Rabbi Yochanan. Keep Legi Leva The question was really about the Bacha. According to the first opinion, the opinion brought from Rav Yehuda, the son of, Shmu, of Rav Shmuel, Bar Shelat, in the name of Rav. So really, that's Rav's opinion. According to that, you have to say, Bacha on the Sukkah on Shmini Yatzeret. But, according to Yochanan, that you don't have a Sukkah on Shmini Yatzeret, he meant you do sit there, but you just don't say the Bacha, because saying the Bacha would be almost a disrespect to uh, the institution of Shmini Yatzeret, since you're saying the Tefillah Shmini Yatzeret. You should follow Rabbi Yochanan in this respect. Because I have a story that Rav Bar Biznan, all of the great rabbis of the generation, they came to a Sukkah, it was the eighth day of Sukkot, meaning in the diaspora, or in Bavel, and they were sitting in the Sukkah, but they didn't say Abacha. So you see from that that you don't say Abacha in the Sukkah, even though you have to sit in it because you're considering it a doubtful seventh day of Sukkah. Uh, seventh day of Sukkot, so you have to sit in Sukkah, but you don't say the Bacha. How do you know that the reason why those rabbis that you're quoting, Rav Yosef, didn't say Bacha on Shmini Yatzeret in the Sukkah is because they consider that there is no requirement of Bacha. Maybe the reason is because they held like the opinion that we mentioned on the previous daf that some say that you only say Bacha one time for the Sukkah anyway, in the beginning of the mitzvah, the first day, and you don't say another Bacha. Maybe that was why they didn't say a bacha on the eighth day, but maybe if that had been their first day sitting in the sukkah, they would have said a bacha. The answer is, We have a tradition that that was actually the first time they were sitting in the sukkah. They had been on a long journey. They had been stranded. They weren't able to get back in time for sukkot. And their first opportunity to sit in the sukkah, ironically, was on Shmini Atzeret in Bavel, which is treated as a day of sukkot only misafek, only from doubt. And they didn't say a bacha, so that shows you that they hold that Shmini Atzeret even though we sit in the sukkah, we do not say the bacha. No, everybody agrees you don't say the bacha. The real machloka between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan was whether you should sit in sukkah at all. According to the one who says, and the Bach corrected here, Shivi'i the sukkah, 
מיטב ידבינן, ולמאן דאמר שמין איל זה ולא זה, מיטב למי לא ידבינן. According to Rav who was saying that the seven, it, that the שמיני עצרת is considered like the seventh day of Sukkot with respect to the Sukkah, he meant that you sit in it, not that you say Abacha. And according, and according to Rabbi Yochanan who said that it's considered like שמיני עצרת with respect to Sukkah, that means that you don't even sit in the Sukkah. So now we have two versions of the Machlok, and one that everyone agrees you sit in the Sukkah and Shemini Yatzeret in the Diaspora. The question is whether you make a Vacha, or is there even a question, meaning everyone agrees you don't make the Vacha, the question is whether you sit or not. Amar Rav Yosef, Rabbi Yochanan V'yadach, and again Rav Yosef here says, Father Rav Yochanan, because the Maradish Ma'atei Mani, because who is the author of the opinion, who is the author of this teaching, Rav Yehuda, Vredo Rav Shemuel Bar Shelat, that it's Rav Yehuda, the son of Rav Shemuel Bar Shelat. In other words, who's the author of the first opinion that we read that's, that was, uh, was reporting in the name of Rav? And according to this interpretation, that opinion was that there is no, uh, that there is a, a requirement, there is a requirement to sit in Sukkah uh, on Shemini Yatzeret, and we're assuming that that means without a Vacha right now, right? And, and yet, what do we see? That uh, we know that even though he reported that, it happens to be that the very author of that opinion, Rav Yehudah, who was reporting in the name of Rav himself, didn't sit in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeret at all. So that means that he really ultimately agreed to the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan, and therefore should follow Rabbi Yochanan and not sit in the sukkah at all on Shemini Atzeret in the diaspora. That's according to the second version. According to the first version, we also follow Rabbi Yochanan, just not to say the bracha. According to the second version, we don't even sit in it. And Hevel Cheta Metav Yetvinan Varchinan. The halacha is that we sit in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeret in the diaspora, but we do not say bracha. And as mentioned, was mentioned uh, previously in the Gemara in Masechet Sukkah, um, in Israel, it's prohibited to uh, sit in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeret because it's adding on to the mitzvah. There's no mitzvah at all. In Israel, but in uh, in Chutzaretz, where it's treated as safek, every day is treated as a safek. So also with regard to sukkah, we have to sit in the sukkah on Shmini Yatzeret. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, te omrim zman b'Shmini Shalchal, ben Ozaj b'Shmini Shal Pesach. We say zman. Zman is the code word for Shechayanu. Uh, we say the blessing of Shechayanu on Shmini Yatzeret because it's a new holiday, but we don't say it on the seventh day of Pesach, even though it's also. Uh, the end of Cholam Oed. You had six day. You had the f- five days of Cholam Oed, and then you come to the last day of. Uh, uh, of Pesach, we don't say a bracha on it, even though it seems like a new holiday. Rabbi Levi Bar Chama, Rabbi Levi Bar Chama, some say it was Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina, said, Teda, you should know that this is true, that Shmini Yatzeret is its own holiday. There are three things that make Shmini Yatzeret different than Sukkot, which is there's no mitzvah of Sukkah, there's no mitzvah of Lulav, and there's no pouring of the water libation on the altar on Shmini Yatzeret. So that shows you Shmini Yatzeret is a different institution, it requires Shechayan. According to Yudah, who says that actually they did Nisu Chamaim, they did actually do a pouring of the water libation on, on Shmini Yatzeret as well. So then still, it has, it still has two differences from Sukkot, so it's obviously a new holiday and therefore requires a new Bacha of Shechayan. If that's true, but isn't the seventh day of Pesach also different than the first day of Pesach? Because there's no requirement because after the first night of Pesach, only on the first night of Pesach is there an obligation to eat Matzah. After the first night of Pesach, it is considered Roshut. It's considered to be optional to eat Matzah the rest of the days of Pesach. So uh, you see that there's a difference between the first day and the last day, and the last day because on the first day, at least the first night, you do have to eat Matzah. Whereas on Shvish and Pesach, technically there's no mitzvah to eat matzah. 
you could fulfill the mitzvah of a meal in a different way. But hachiyashta is not comparable because hatam bila milayla chaluk miyom eno chaluk. Achavim miyom nami chaluk. It's not such a good comparison because when it comes to Pesach, even the first day of Pesach, there is no requirement to eat matzah, only the first night. So, uh, whereas, so you could say that the last day of, of Pesach is different, or the, or the seventh night of Pesach is different from the first night. That's true, but the days are basically the same. On neither of them is there an obligation technically to eat matzah. There's another difference. The seventh day of Pesach, you're comparing all the way back to the first day and saying it's different from the first day. But here on Sukkot, Literally, it's different from the day before because the day before Shemini Atzeret was Sukkot. And now there's a sudden change to, uh, to Shemini Atzeret. So that should necessitate, should require a Shechayanu, unlike the change of seventh of day of Pesach, which has already been instituted. That change has already been in place for six days by the time you get to the seventh day of Pesach that you're not obligated to eat Matzah. So it wouldn't be a... Uh, it, w- it wouldn't be a uh, requiring a shechayam. Now it says, Rav Papa Amar should say, When it comes to Sukkot versus Shmini Atzeret, there's another hint in the Pasuk that there's a difference between the holidays, which is, in one it says par, and one it says parim. In other words, on all the days of Sukkot, there are parim. There are multiple bulls brought as the korbanot each day, but on Shmini Atzeret, there's par echad ha'edachad. There's only one bull, so you see that it's a different order of korbanot that shows it's a different holiday. Rav Nachman Yitzchak Amar, Hachakitiv Bayom, Hatam kitiv by uvayom. In all the day, all the days of Sukkot, it says uvayom asheni, uvayom asherishi, uvayom arvi'i. And on the third day, and on the se- fourth day, and on the fifth day, it's a, the word and is in there. The vav. But when it comes to Shemini Atzeret, it says bayom ashemini. It doesn't have the vav achibur. It doesn't have a vav that connects it to the previous words, and therefore it shows you that Shemini Atzeret is a different holiday. Or afashiyamar hachakitiv kam mishpat. Tam tiv kam mishpatam. That here it says kamishpat that you should bring the korbanot kamishpat according to the rule for uh, shmini atzeret. Whereas, whereas on Sukkot it said kamishpatan, like their rule. Now so Sfot points out that this is a little bit of a different, um, a little bit of a different um, uh, uh, answer because actually in all of the uh, all of the days of Sukkot it does say kamishpat, except the last one says kamishpatam as if to summarize all the previous ones and say these are all part of one group, their order, their rule, the days of Sukkot. And then you start with a new thing of uh, of Sukkot, uh, of Shemini Atzeret rather, which is a totally new thing. So the kamishpatam, in other words, the fact that it says kamishpatam on the seventh day is saying to close out the topic of Sukkot and Sukkot is not considered uh, to be a, a part of that order of, uh, of the seven days of Sukkot. So therefore, it's something new because Kemishpatam on the seven days is a summary of, um, of, the, uh, uh, of, the, uh, of all of Sukkot because each day it says Kemishpat um, and then it says Kemishpatam as if to say that they're all in one group distinct from Shemini Atzeret and that's why it's included. So as Tosfot pointed out, here we're not using a pasuk from the, uh, from the section of uh, Shemini Atzeret to prove it. We're just showing that internally in the, in the psukim about Sukkot, it shows that it's a closed system. It's its own entity, separate from Shemini Atzeret. We said that, that the bulls and the rams and the sheep are, uh, you know, that are all brought on the different days of Sukkot. If you're missing one of them, uh, they're they will ruin the korban. In other words, if you're missing one of them, uh, you don't bring any of them. Okay, they all interfere with one another. She says, If you have the wrong one, you don't do it. Except, says Rabbi Yehuda, 
Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Parim in Magvin Zetze. That's not true about the Parim, about the bulls, because since the bulls get less every day anyway, we know that we start out and it diminishes every day, each day of, of uh, Sukkot, there are less Parim, there are less bulls being brought. So therefore, we don't mind if one of them is missing. they But look at Shmini Yatzerat. Shmini Yatzerat is only one bull. So therefore, you see that, uh, <clears throat> that if you're going to learn from the fact that it gets diminished, well, both the parim and the kvasim and the elim are less. All the animals are less on Shemini Yatzeret. So if you're going to say that the fact that the parim become less over the time of Sukkot shows you that the number is not makev, so that should also show you that all of them are not makev because the sheep and the rams and the bulls, they all become less on Shemini Yatzeret. So we should say that none of them are uh, indispensable any of the days of Sukkot then because you see that on Shemini Yatzeret you can get less from all of them. So the answer is, Hamul they said... I'm sorry, Amar Leni said to them, Shmini Yiregel Bifniatzmohu. Shmini Yatzeret is a totally different holiday. And Keshem Shishivat Yemeachag Tunin Koban Veshir Ubacha Velina Av Shmini Taun Koban Veshir Ubacha Velina. That he said to them, just like the seven days of Sukkot require Koban, they have a different uh, type of, a, uh, of Koban. And Rashi says, Korbanot means Le'atzmo, Afze Korban Le'atzmo. It's not the same order of Korbanot, Shemini Yatzeret and the other ones. And also, Shir, they have their own song that was recited in the Bet HaMikdash. Rashi says he doesn't know what it is. Tosfot brings that what we have, Lamatech Ala Sheminit, Nizmor David, And also, Bacha, it's own Bacha, which the Gemara is going to explain later. And Lina, that you have to stay overnight. In other words, if you come to the Bet HaMikdash, you have to stay till the following day before you leave. Um, at least one night afterwards. So uh, uh, the um, you can't you can't leave on that on the day itself. So the um, so it requires lina just like the seven days, just like uh, any day of uh, Sukkot that you would come to the Beit Hamikdash. So it says my loves ma. So the question is, what does he mean bacha In other words, one of the things it said in this argument, this exchange between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. Over where Rabbi Yehuda brings in the idea that Shemini Yatzeret is its own holiday, he says it has its own bacha, it has its own bacha, just like the seven days of Sukkot. So what do we see from that? My love is man. So obviously it's talking about uh, Shechayano, and that was a whole discussion we had before whether Shemini Yatzeret should require Shechayano as opposed to the seventh day of Sukkot, uh, seventh day of uh, Pesach. So you see that he's saying it has its own bacha, meaning its own bacha of Shechayano. But now the Gemara says no, because lo it could mean not a reference to to Shechayanu, but it's talking about how in Birkat Amazon and Tefillah, we don't say Chag HaSukot for Shemini Yatzeret, we say Shemini Chag HaTzeret that's what makes more sense because this Haggadah Zman, Zman Kol Shiva, Iika. And it makes more sense because do we say Shechayanu every day of Sukkot? No. And he's trying to distinguish between all the seven days of Sukkot on one hand and Shemini Yatzeret on the other hand. So distinguishing between them wouldn't make any sense to use Shechayanu for that, because Shechayanu is only on the first day of Sukkot, not on all seven days. But if you wanted to make a distinction between the way the Tefillah is expressed, the Tefillah of Sukkot is recited all seven days of Sukkot, and all of a sudden the text changes on Shemini Yatera. No, what you could say is that actually what he was referring to was Shechayanu, and he meant that the seven days of Sukkot are worthy of having a Shechayanu, because if you didn't say the Shechayanu on the first day, you could say it on the second day, or the third day, or the fourth day, or the fifth day, or the sixth day, or the seventh day. All of them are ra'uy. They're all capable of having Shechayanu, and so too, Shemini Yatzeret deserves its own Shechayanu. So even though it's true that you don't actually say Shechayanu all seven days of Sukkot, you could potentially say it on any one of the seven days of Sukkot if you missed it on the first. 
Mikol makom kos ba'enan. But still, don't you say shachiyano over the kos, over the kiddush? So why would you say it in the middle of Sukkot? So this seems to support the view of Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says you can say the shachiyano of the holiday even in the shuk. Anyway, you don't need a cup of kiddush. And so since you don't need a cup of Kiddush, if you missed saying Shachiyano on the first day, or the second day, or the third day, you could say Shachiyano any time of the holiday, anywhere that you are. Right? Because if you're going to say that uh, you, need a she- you need a cup of Kiddush to say Shachiyano, where are you going to find it? In the middle of uh, Sukkot. You don't have a Kiddush in the middle of Sukkot. Right? And you don't necessarily have wine around in the middle of Sukkot. So how can you say Shachiyano then if you require a kos? Therefore, it must show you that you don't need a kos, you don't need a cup of wine to say Shachiyano. Shachiyano could be recited on any of the days of Sukkot if you missed the first day. <clears throat> and that makes it just, so just as the holiday of Sukkot, all seven days are entitled, so to speak, to Shachiyano, even though only one is recited, so too, Shemini uh, Yatzeret is entitled. So it says, no, but it could be that Rav Nachman is wrong. It could be that you need wine for Shachiyano. But the only thing is, it's not, he was that the case where it says you could say it in the shuk is talking about a case where um, uh, is it, talking about a it, where it says you could do it during the seven days rather, and not just on the first day. It's talking about where you had a cup of wine, so you said it over the cup of wine. Either way, the point is that you can say shachiyano any of the seven days of Sukkot, and shmini atzeret on the other hand has its own shachiyan. Does Rabbi Yehuda really hold that the eighth day requires staying over? Requires lina? that you must stay over till the next day, right? So the question, so is that really true? We know that the Pesach Sheni, even the, though the person comes to the Bet HaMikdash to do the Pesach Sheni and he has to eat it that night, he doesn't have to stay till the next day. He doesn't have to stay over a day. Because it says you get up in the morning and you go to your tent. And it says, for six days you should eat matzot. So what does that show you? Only the holiday that requires six days of eating matzah and abstaining from chametz requires lina, that you stay till the, the full day of Yom Tov before you leave. But if it doesn't require six days of eating matzah, it doesn't require staying over. So therefore the person could eat the Korban Pesach and would not have to wait another day um, in order before he went back home. In, in the Pesach Sheni case. So it's obviously excluding Shmini Shalchak and saying to you that you don't require staying overnight to the next day if when you're in Yerushalayim for the eighth for for Shmini Yatzer. No, it's only coming to exclude Pesach Sheni. In other words, the pasuk about Pesach Rishon that you have to wait over a day before you come before you leave Yerushalayim after you have the Korban Pesach and you have to stay a day before you. Um, Go back to your home. It's excluding Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni, you don't have to stay a whole day. You can eat the Pesach Sheni, and you can go back. You don't have to stay an additional night over in Yerushalayim. Okay, but Shemini Yatzeret, you do have to. And it makes more sense that way because we learned in the Mishnah Habikurim Tonin Koban Tnufa Because when a person brings first fruits, Bikuri, they they require a Koban. The person has to bring Koban Shlamim and celebrate, and it requires Shir. There has to be a song recited in the Beit Hamikdash. When the person brings the uh, uh, when the person brings the um, um, uh, the the uh, bikurim the first fruits to the Beit Hamikdash, <clears throat> that the Levim would sing, and it requires waving tnufa, and it requires staying overnight. So you bring it. You can't just leave and go home. You have to wait overnight. 
Man shamat leda mar tnufa, who is the one who says you have to wave the bikurim Rabbi Yehuda? Vekamar tundina, we see that in the very same text that it says that it requires waving, it also says it requires staying overnight. And that's Rabbi Yehuda, the Tani Rabbi Yehuda Omer, vinachtozo tnufa. Because it says you put down the bikurim, that's referring to the waving of the bikurim. It's actually in this week's parasha. Taomer zot tnufa o eno el hanacha. Mamash, how do you know that it means waving it? Maybe it means putting it down, just like the Pazuk says, It already said in the beginning that he puts it down. So why does it say putting it down again? Obviously he picked it up again to wave it. So therefore you see that the same person who says that you need to wave the Bikurim is the one that says you have to stay overnight after bringing the Bikurim. You can't just leave your Shalim quickly. So uh, that person is Rabbi Yehuda. also says that from the pasuk of we see that you have to wave the bikurim. So uh, obviously, so maybe he's the one who said that you have to stay overnight. He learns exerashava from the case of bringing the korban shlami. It says by the uh, bikurim that the kohen takes it from your hand. And it says your, that the hands of the person bringing the korban bring the offering of Hashem. So makan kohen aflalan kohen. Just like here requires a kohen, there too requires a kohen. And just like over there is the owners, so too here is the owners. In other words, in our pasuk it's talking about the kohen taking. And in the pasuk of the shlami it's talking about the owner. So in both cases they learn from each other that you require both kitzad. Right? The, the uh, owner holds the Bikurim, the, um, they hold, he holds the basket, and the Kohen puts his hands under the basket. So in other words, the owner holds the, the lip of the basket, and the Kohen holds from underneath, and they wave it together. And so there's waving of the Bikurim. So, that show, so we don't know for sure that Rabbi Yehuda is the one who says that you need to stay overnight. And um, we don't, after Shemini Yatzeret, um, we wouldn't know that from the, uh, uh, we, we wouldn't know that from the, uh, I'm sorry, from the, uh, we don't, we, we don't know for sure that Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says you have to stay overnight after the, uh, after the, the Bikurim, because it could be that the one that said that you need to stay overnight after Bikurim was also Rabbi Yelzeb ben Yaakov, who's also one who says that you have to wave the Bikurim. So we don't know that for sure, um, but we do know that um, uh, that uh, he requires you to do waving of the of the Bikurim. We don't know for sure that he requires the staying overnight. So um, in any case, the, the uh, Gemara asks now, Maya Vaila, what's the bottom line? And Rav Nachman, I'm sorry, Rav Nachman Amar, Omrim Zman Bashmini Shalchag, Bashmini Shalchag, according to Rav Nachman, you do say Shachayanu, according to Rav Sheshit, you do not say Shachayanu, Bashmini Shalchag, Bashmini Yatzer, Vilcheta, Omrim Zman Bashmini Shalchag. And the halacha is that you do say Shachayanu on the eighth day of the holiday, Tanya Kevatid Rav Nachman, and the brightest of words of Nachman, because it says Shmini Raga Bashmini that Shmini Yatzer is a holiday in its own right, Linyan Pazir Kashif. With regard to Pazir Kashif, which is a siman for uh, which is a rashi uh, tevot. It's an acronym for various things. Pais b'fnei has its own lottery, and zman b'fnei its own shechayan. Regel it has its own identity as a holiday. Korban b'fnei has its own set of korbanot that are not like uh, like sukkot. Shira b'fnei has its own song the levim sing in the Beit Hamikdash, and b'chab b'fnei and the tefillah and berkat hamazon are different on shmini from all other days. What does pais b'fnei mean? It means that. Um, 
the uh, what they would do was that Rashi explained Shabachol Pareyachag Lo Ayum Metilin Pais Ezem Mishmar Yakri B'Shevasedayumakavin that they didn't make a lottery for the offering of the um, bulls of Sukkot because they would just go in order of the various families until they went through again and again and again. They would just follow the order. However, for Shmini Yatzeret, since there's only one, they, all of a sudden they had to again do a lottery to assign it to a particular person to bring that, um, uh, to bring that uh, uh, Korban. So it had its own lottery. Now Rashi said, Regal Fnatzmo means it's its own holiday, meaning to say, in what Rashi says is, that we don't sit in the sukkah that day, that's what makes it its own holiday. Um, Tosfot says it has to do with the, uh, with the halachot of Avelut, and how the halachot of Avelut are impacted by the, um, by the existence of Shemini Yatzeret, in addition to Sukkot, that a further, uh, they have a further impact on, a, uh, on the Avelut of a person, someone who, God forbid, is mourning at that time, in terms of affecting the number of days they have to observe. But in any case, this shows you from this Brayta that Shemini Yatzeret is its own independent holiday with Shechayano. We tried to prove from uh, various arguments that this was, a, this was supported by Rabbi Yehuda's opinion because Rabbi Yehuda said it had its own Bacha. And then the Gemara went on to try to prove that what he meant by Bacha was Shechayano. And, um, and then uh, the question became, does Rabbi Yehuda really hold that Shemini Yatzeret requires staying over the night and um, that's how we got into uh, the discussion about the Bikuri, because um, because we were trying to prove what does what does uh, what does um, Rabbi Yehuda then hold regarding these mitzvot and the requirement of lina of staying overnight. But in the end, the halacha, of course, is that we have to say shachayano on shmini atzeret, and that it has its own independent status as a holiday. And in case it wasn't clear, I realized that I didn't make explicit one of the steps of the Gemara here. That the reason why the Gemara was, was uh, grappling with Rabbi Yehuda was that w- why would Rabbi Yehuda require the overnight stay after Shemini Yatzeret since we see that a one-day thing such as Pesach Sheni doesn't require staying overnight, but we see that Rabbi Yehuda holds that, uh, and, and we see that it learned out that you didn't have to stay overnight after uh, Pesach Sheni from the fact that you don't have a six-day um, obligation of eating matzah or abstaining from chametz after it. So you might think the same thing about Shemini Yatzeret. So the answer is that no, only Pesach Sheni is excluded, not Shemini Yatzeret. And then the Gemara said, and the proof that Rabbi Yehuda doesn't require the staying over only when there's a seven-day holiday, he could require the staying over even for Shemini Yatzeret, is that he requires it even for Bikurim. That was why it brought the Bikurim. And then it said that in the end it's inconclusive. It's not certain that Rabbi Yehuda required the staying over for the Bikurim. That might have been Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. But either way, it, wasn't, uh, it didn't affect the conclusion of the Gemara, which remains that there is a Shechayanu on Shemini Yatzeret.